0: You're listening to the Sewing and Growing podcast and radio show with J and J. All right. Welcome back, everybody, to the Sewing and Growing podcast. We're excited to have another week of guests. Not necessarily back-to-back, but we love having guests on our podcast, and specifically guests that are from this church, connected to this church, uh, that are a part of the body. If you're at New Creation Church right now, Pastor Mark has been teaching a wonderful series called We Are the Body, and really about how Jesus is the head, and we make up His hands and His feet, and if we want Jesus to have influence in this earth, it's going to happen through the members, and really, this specifically the members of the local church here uh, in this valley. We are seeing wonderful things happen. We are uh, reaching into the jails, we're reaching into the schools, we're reaching into the nursing homes, and we have a wonderful program that has started up. And the reason why we have the guests that we have on today um, is so they can talk about this. And we have Junior and Leslie, I might butcher your last name, Venegas?
1: You said it. Perfect. Perfect.
0: Perfect. Um, On the podcast, we are excited to have you two on here. When we talk about people who are all in in the church. I think of you two when it comes to uh, uh, your involvement in the church, your connection with other people, the way you guys worship, the way you guys listen to Pastor Mark and receive the word. uh, It is truly awe-inspiring, and I love your guys' passion. I love your guys' connection to this church, and we're so honored to have you on this podcast.
2: And I would just like to say ditto to all that, (laughs) because I can't introduce you any better. That was a great introduction. And we mentioned this with our previous guest that you guys are very passionate and I appreciate your passion. It's good for the church. We need those fire starters. We need those that are excited and jubilant about the Lord and what he's doing in the house and through the house. So with that being said, why don't you talk a little bit about yourselves and let us know who you are
1: hi
0: <laughs> hello
1: there's that that's a great through. start that is
0: a great start
1: okay so um i'm leslie and um i've been coming to new creation church for eight years now um yeah eight years i have to count <laughs> um, it checks out. yeah uh and we love this church we we got here in 2014 um we left albuquerque that's where we originally um came from and uh we just packed everything and kind of left and just told god to just put us where he wanted us and he brought us here to this valley and when we we're looking for a church that was gonna be near our home. Praise God, new creation was the closest. <laughs> <Hallelujah. laughs>
2: Glory to God.
1: And when I came to this, when we came to this church for the first time, I told, I told my husband, I'm like, we're home. Like mm-hmm. this is our church. Praise God. And we just, we love our church. We love our pastors. We love the worship. We, we just get fed so well here. And um, that's why we worship the way that we do because of I tell him a lot of people might not understand why I, I'm a little loud, but it's because of everything that Jesus has done in my life. I worship the way that I do because of what he's done for us. Glory to God, you know yeah. so.
0: Love you that. may not know this John referenced it earlier he said you guys are like fire starters and I wholeheartedly agree cuz I you know I lead worship here and unfortunately, a lot of people will not jump into to any type of experience unless multiple people are already doing that. And that's what we call like a mob mentality. I'm not going to do it unless the majority is doing no. it. So I'm very aware of who is in the service and who my fire starters are. So there's a few other people, but when you guys are in service, I'm like, thank the Lord. Because when you jump in, you bring about 30 or 40 other people with you. And it's so awesome. Um, And it helps people engage. So thank you. I love the way you two worship. So, Just thought I'd add that.
2: Amen. And I love that you said when you got here, hey, we're home. And I try to do that with new guests. I look at them in the eye and I say, hey, Joe, Welcome home, because that's really, we are a body, but also we are a house, and that house is made up of family members. Mm -hmm. And I'm so thankful to have you guys in the family.
1: I'm thankful to be part of this family. (laughs) I'm thankful for your worship. It's amazing. Thank you. And um, I'm thankful for what you do with the youth. It's amazing. My, My kids love it when they're here we're very busy so um sometimes they're not but they love it and um i see them grow from i told pastor tasha this not that long ago um what we are being fed it overflows onto our family and those around us our children um it's all good our children um I could see the changes in them um my my middle child wants to be part of the ministry with the kids and my oldest child he is very adamant about tithing and it's just like it just overflows and it shows my my youngest child is all about God he loves God so much and he's always asking questions and and I just tell Junior, I'm like, babe, like, it shows, you know, that we're being fed and we we're being filled, overfilled to the overflow, and it just flows onto everybody around us.
2: That's awesome. And part of that spilling, that overflow, is what you get to do on Wednesday nights here at the church. Can you share a little bit about what you do here on Wednesday nights?
1: Yes, we have um, we have a meeting. It's called Celebrate Recovery. It's a 12-step meeting. It's based on the 12 steps and their biblical comparisons. So it's all Christ-based. We come from a background of addiction and that's that's why we started over. We Jesus led us to to leave where we used to like our stomping grounds and um he led us away from that into a new land, right? Deuteronomy eight. I told him that's ours. That's like the promised land, you know, for us, like it's a new land that he brought us to. And when we got here, um, our heart was to minister. What we had in our heart was to minister to the jail in the jails. Um, and God has led us, um, little by little to, I do minister in the jails now, but, he led us to celebrate recovery and it's amazing because we are ministering to people that are coming out of the jail and we're ministering to people that are even in the church because they it's not just about addictions it's about they're struggling with depression or anxiety or they lost a job and they're struggling with that and we know from our experience that Christ is the answer to all of our our tr- troubles and all of our, you know, storms from life. Like all of our ailments, He's He's the answer, and it's all Christ based. So um, we do this every Wednesday night, six thirty to eight thirty, sometimes till nine sometimes even later than that because we stay in fellowship fellowship and, and, and we support people and we pray for people. And, um, it's amazing because they, Jesus just, we're just vessels. So he, he, he reaches people and we do a lesson every, every week. And then once we're done with the lessons, we start over and, um, it's just it's amazing it's amazing to to work with the people that we're working with because i say there are people
2: yeah and i love that you know i come on sunday and i see these people come in i'm like who are these people those are just celebrate recovery people and they're not sitting in the back they're yeah. they have smiles yeah, no on problem. their face in the second or third yeah. row and they're bringing their families and it's like What are Leslie and Junior (laughs) doing on Wednesday night? I need the formula. I need to know what's going on. And what I love about it is so many of these things that you guys are working through in a Christ-centered focus, uh, addiction, alcoholism, drug addiction, depression. These are things that at times the church has been like, I don't know how to handle it. And it kind of looks gross and messy and I don't know what to do. I'm going to push that off onto the world. But you're saying, no. Jesus is the answer, and the spot of my greatest pain is now how I'm helping people. What are you seeing coming out, and what's helping people that are coming in?
3: So, a lot of people they they struggle in making amends. Yeah, a lot of people struggle in making amends. Mm -hmm. Um, that was a hard one for me when I was working my steps. Yeah, and um, it's it used to be really hard for me to ask for forgiveness or to forgive somebody for the harm they've done to me. So working the steps, it, um, you know, one of them is like, take, take this world as Jesus did. And it, you know, when I was walking in darkness, it doesn't matter in the darkest of my days, I would shout out the name of Jesus and and he was there with me. Yeah. So, like if Jesus could forgive me, and I was forgiven for all my wrongdoings, why can't I forgive somebody else for something? Yeah. Mm. You, you know, that's really real, Junior. Thank you. And um, you know, I, I've seen this um, work in in people's lives. It's like, you know, um, when you mentioned earlier, you see these these guys come in or these girls come in in the third row, just with the huge smile on their face. It's just they're they're releasing this baggage, this this heaviness. At CR, they come in and they feel so light and they're just praising and worshiping and giving thanks to the Lord for having that freedom, you know, um, to be set free and just no more worries, you know. It's, How
2: many of us awesome. are walking around with so much weight? It's amazing yeah, that right. we can even smile at all, but you lift up the weight and you yeah. let God in. It kind Amen. of a byproduct of living the spirit-filled life, isn't it? Right, right. Uh I love hearing your voice over there, Junior. So that is Junior that you're hearing from. Junior, what would you tell somebody from your own testimony who's struggling? Like, man, I've done terrible things. People have done terrible things to me. I don't want to open the door. How do I start to heal those relationships and make amends?
3: Surrender all to the Lord. Turn it all over to God. Mm-hmm. Um we can do it on our own. You know, and um in our group, we always, we always, um, forget the term I'm looking for, um, find somebody to be a sponsor, find somebody to be, you could count on, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. have somebody to talk to and, and ask them to help you out, you know, to, uh, on your walk mm-hmm. um, and j- just to pray about it. You know, um some of these guys they, they come in, they tell me, Junior, I don't know how to pray. And I just talk to them like like you're talking to yeah. me, you know, and we'll start doing it together. Next thing you know, they're praying for me. Wow. You know, and it's so good, you know. <laughs> love that. awesome. Yeah. Um, some of these guys that I've uh, that I've been working with, um, you wouldn't picture these guys being in church and next thing you know, like you see gangsters coming into church and they're praising, worshiping, they're praying for yeah. people on the street. Um, That's they're awesome. you know, chains are being broken. And it's so good, and that's what gives me my rush. You know, yeah. you guys may see me at times just being quiet. I'm screaming on the inside. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm screaming on the inside, you know. I'm praising, worshiping, and there at times, you know, I may be serious and whatnot. But once I once I get full with the spirit and the fire, um, there ain't nobody gonna you know keep me quiet. You know? <laughs> yeah. You know. So that's one awesome.
1: really cool part is you were asking me yeah. what what the steps were and um what was working for people. The thing is, is that people come at different stages. Okay. So some people like the first part is denial, right? Some people are over their denial, right? You know, and, and they're like, they're in maybe less than for sanity. Like, okay, I keep doing the same thing over and over and it's not working. Yeah. And I'm expecting a different result, which we know that's insanity. Right. And now they're willing to, do things differently so the cool thing is that we've seen people come for the first time and they hear the word that they need to hear at that moment because jesus right like he's he he's like i know you're here you're gonna i'm gonna get you like i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna say what you need to hear at this moment and and it it hooks them and he's like that's that was for me. Like I felt like he was speaking to me and it's because they come in at the moment when they they need to be there. And then and then they keep coming and then they keep working the steps. um, And and it works. It works, you know, like um, they'll come in and they'll say, you know, what? I relapsed or, you know, I went back to doing the same thing. And and we encourage them and we say, like, there's no shame here. There's no condemnation here like we're here to support like we're not perfect we're gonna fall and jesus knows that like we're not perfect but the thing is that we're trying to live according to what he wants us to do and the way that he wants us to live so he sees he sees your heart he knows that you're trying he knows that you're seeking that's what's important and um it's it's just really cool. Like uh, principle one, realize I'm not God. I admit that I am powerless to control my tendency to do the wrong thing, and that my life is unmanageable. Happy are those who know they are spiritually poor. Right? That's that's
2: a beatitude. That's what yeah, Jesus said. Yeah, in the Sermon the Mount.
1: It's 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 based on the beatitudes. Okay. So um, that's part one, and then it has lesson one, denial, and lesson two, powerless. So it's 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 cut into different pieces. But it's all Christ-based. It's yeah. all biblical. biblical. So um, I tell them like you. They go to some people go to AA, but they come to celebrate recovery, and they feel the difference yeah. because it's not about oh a higher power, right? right? Yeah. No, 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 no. He there's has one. A name. Yeah, he there's one. High, yes, yeah. Yeah. there's one higher power, and his name is Jesus, and you're getting to know him. Right.
0: That's good. I like what you were talking about. There's there's a very big difference between somebody who is okay with continually messing up, but yet not being okay with the results, uh, versus somebody who is trying to hit the mark yet will mess up. And that's what the grace of God is for, because you know a lot of times we have a skewed view of grace. We say, "Oh, I can do whatever I want." I can keep screwing up, screwing up, and God will forgive me. Well, that's not really what grace is for. It's to help you live above that. And so I love that you're creating that environment that says, you know what, we are all aiming for this mark, and if you mess up, that's what the grace, the forgiveness, and the mercy of God is for. Mm -hmm. And I was just thinking about step one. I think that's probably one of, if not the hardest things to actually come to grips with, because we always want to think, like, I have control over this thing, I can deal with it. I can deal with it. I've got it. And you say that for 20 years and you've become your own God and it's clearly not working. So being able to, like you said, fully surrender, the first step is often the hardest step, recognizing I I really don't have any power to control this. Yes. Um, I've gone through a few things like that myself. I went through some counseling and they walked me through something like that. And that was very hard for me to come to grips with. Um, because you always want to lie to yourself and say,
1: I've got it under control. Mm
3: -hmm. Right. Yeah. 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 And, um,
1: oh yeah. Um, when you say that that's, what's the, the grace is for, um, it reminded of me of our chips that we give and it says my grace, my grace is sufficient. Yeah. So, um, it's just a reminder that it's his grace that has brought us so far and it's his grace who, who keeps on um, sustain sustaining. sustain us yes. and yeah. keep us going exactly amen
3: yeah, yeah. so uh, we celebrate anniversaries um yeah you know the first time comers we hand out a blue chip um and we have uh wooden nickels um for somebody that brought a friend um to bring them to celebrate recovery um and we, we celebrate up to eighteen months. Wow. Uh, month by month. Mm-hmm. You, yeah. you know, one month, two months, so on and so forth. And it's it's so so awesome, you know, to see these people come in and they're like they take a twenty-four hour chip and they're like, I've been sober for twenty-four hours, you know, and it's you know, it it's a step. Absolutely. You know, and then they show up for thirty days and they're like, you know, I've been sober <coughs> for thirty days, sixty, so on and so forth. And you know, they're looking forward, they're counting down, you know, their anniversary. They're like, okay, well, next month, you know, or I got two, I got two more weeks, you know, and I hit six months and they're excited, you know, and it's just, it's awesome to see this. Um. You, you know, they're changing their lives. Um, families are coming together. Um, they're coming to the Lord and they're serving. Yeah. You know, Um. some of these guys are still incarcerated. Um. They're living in halfway homes, mm-hmm. and they're they're taking the word back to the halfway house, spreading it and bringing others with them. Wow, you know, and it's awesome. It's yeah, we're reaching places that we can't we can get into, but these guys are taking it with them, yeah. and they're yeah. bringing them out here.
0: I like what you said about those the chips that you give away. There's 24 hour chips, and they move all the way up. Uh, you know there's a classic i believe it's just like a, an idiom that you might might have heard it's like how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time yeah. right. and so sometimes you get so overwhelmed with the end goal like which would be freedom from addiction completely and they're like man i'm a long way from that that's that's kind of scary but one step at a time. A lot of times we look over the small victories and we think that we're not making progress because the end goal is so far away. But to say, hey, I made it a day. That's a small victory. Let's celebrate the win. Hey, I made it a month. Small victory. Let's celebrate the win. And you get in a pattern of being able to reach these attainable goals. Because, you know, the next day isn't so far away, right? right? Complete freedom from addiction might be a few years down the road, mm-hmm. but they can get to that next day, and then the next day, and then the next day, and then sooner, sooner or later, you know, they're they're six months down the road, um, and it's just an awesome thing to see. So I think that's so important, being able to set those milestones, because um, it makes the journey of recovery a lot more attainable. I think. Right? Yeah. So that's awesome.
1: I like what John P said about sometimes the church says like we don't know how to deal with this. Mm-hmm when when we had the vision to bring celebrate recovery to this church i'm like this church has the power to be breaking chains you know like this 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 church is like a powerhouse we're we're a city on a hill right yeah. and and we might the the cool thing is about the body is that everybody has like when god revealed to me the parable of the talents he says i have given talents to my to my children according to their purpose and i couldn't i couldn't understand it before he revealed it but i told him i was like i'm being i'm I'm being a lazy servant i'm doing nothing with my talent like i'm doing nothing like i i went and hit it (laughs) and i go to church every sunday and and then after that i don't do nothing i don't do anything and um Being from where we're from, it's like we know how powerful it is when we're sitting there listening to the word and it's being it's being planted in our hearts and it gives fruit, right? So I'm like, we need to share this with the people that need it the most. I tell my celebrate recovery people, if if there was church on Sunday, and there was we'll celebrate recovery on Sunday. Jesus would be sitting right here with us because we're the sick people, right? That need a doctor and we, we we all do right. But it's like, we need, we, we're the ones that like need deliverance. Like we're seeking that, you know, which,
2: which goes back to that first point that like, there is a God and I'm not it and I need him. And just to always position ourselves in that, that's why you're passionate on Sunday because you're never too far from the revelation of I need a God. God is real. He's powerful. He's all loving and he's present. And that's why I worship why I worship. That's why I serve the way I serve because of him, not because of me. Um, What I'm so thankful about you guys, and it literally just oozes out of you. You don't even have to like squeeze you too hard. It just comes (laughs) out of you. Is that you are safe, loving, non-judgmental people. And when I was in high school and even middle school, I was addicted to pornography and it had such a hold on me. And I prayed to God, I tried to do things. But until I opened up to somebody and got in a spot where I could be open and that shame was lifted... It, I was bound. And I love that you mentioned, you know, this is a shame, non-shame place. This is a non-condemnation place and the need for accountability or a sponsor. Yeah. So that sometimes can be difficult because you're like, man, if I have to be accountable to somebody, that's going to be an extra level of shame. What would you say to somebody? Because that's what broke it off of me. How do you guys handle shame and also being a sponsor and needing a sponsor and how those things work together. Does that question make sense?
1: Yeah.
2: Kind of like how does shame play a role and how do we just not put shame on people and get people out of the influence of shame?
1: So people know when they come, like when they come to us, they, they know that we're not, we're we're not going to look at you like, like with the condemnation, with, with judgment, like, we've been there so there's one judge and it's not me and i cannot judge anybody he cannot judge anybody we're here to love on people and to lift them and and people will call us and and they they relapsed and they say you know i i need you to come over because i need prayer i need you to stand in prayer with me i used And they know that I'm not going to be like, Oh my gosh, there you go again. Or something, you know, I'm, I'm going to be like, I'll be right there. We're going to, we're going to pray. We're going to stand in prayer and we're just going to, we're just going to stand in agreement that, that you're going to get the strength that you need. Amen. And, um, they, they just, they know, they know that we're not about that. Like, um, a sponsor is somebody that has worked through the steps so to be a sponsor you have have to work through the steps and um you have to have been sober for at least a year and an accountability partner is could be anybody that you feel comfortable with so um i tell people pray about it pray about who god wants your sponsor to be because he puts people in our lives for a reason there's um what are they called? Uh, I don't know. I lost it, but, uh, I mean, people put, he, he puts people in our lives for a reason in, in the seasons that they're supposed to be in. So I tell him, pray about it. And whoever God brings up in your heart, ask them. And, and we're more than happy. Everybody there is more than happy to be there for one another. So it's like another family. And, um, To those that are sitting in shame and not wanting to, like Jonathan said, the first step is very hard because we don't want to admit and we don't want to, we don't, we don't want to let the world see our faults, right? We, we want to portray this, this image. Yes. I'm going to say, stop it. (laughs) (laughs) stop it because that's keeping you in chains that's keeping you that's keeping you in bondage those are lies from the enemy um when i was when i was struggling with my mental health um i felt like it was it was an attack i i was having panic attacks for like three years and i didn't know what was wrong uh i felt like there was something wrong with me i kept going to the doctor they couldn't find anything and that's when one one of the days that god i was ha- i was about to have a panic attack i felt it coming on I grabbed my Bible and I started praying and I was like, Lord, please don't let it. Because I don't know if any, any of you guys have had a panic attack, but it feels like you're dying. <laughs> it feels like this terror just comes over you and it paralyzes you and it's horrible. So um, I grabbed my Bible and I was like, Lord, what is it like? What is it that I need to do to get delivered from this? And he gave me James 5.16 confess your sins to one another that you may be healed and the prayer of a of a For righteous an effectual
2: prayer of a righteous man, man makes much avails power much. Available. yeah
1: so um so i was like well i have confessed everything to you like you know everything i confessed it all to you and you forgave me and he's like no you have to confess it to somebody else and i was like why <laughs> I was having this argument with God, right? And I'm like, I don't want to confess it to anybody else. I don't want them to know the person that I've been in my past. That's good. And, and I, I just had this, and I'm like, I don't want people to think bad of me. And I'm in a new place, right? I started new. Everybody from where I come from knew who I was, but not for good reasons, right? So they knew the past me. We moved a whole state away and we started new. And I'm like, my new family, my new people that you have put in my life, they don't know that, Leslie. They don't know everything that I've done. And I don't want them to. And and what he told me, he's like, what do you care what the world says about you? What do I say about you? And I was like, Ugh that you love me and that I'm redeemed and, you know, that I'm righteous. And, and so he told me to call pastor Mark and I was like, no, I don't want my pastor to know. <laughs> I was like, yeah,
2: that's real. Yeah. wow
1: Yeah. I was like, I don't want my pastor to know, but he's like, call him. So I made an appointment with pastor Mark and I told him um, that he, that God gave me this word. And I told him that I was having panic attacks every night every other night for 3 years and my my mental health was like deteriorating because of these panic attacks and um so he he made an appointment with me i sat there with him and i told him like i don't want what i'm about to tell you to change the way that you look at me and He's like, I'm never going to look at you any different because you're a child of God. And that's all that matters. Yeah. And I sat there and I confessed everything to Pastor Mark. And afterwards, after hearing everything, he looked at me and he's like, we will never look at you different. So he reinforced what he had told me. Yep. right, mm-hmm. And he anointed me with oil and he prayed over me wow. and when i stepped out of his office god put god told me he's like now receive your healing and i told him i receive it this was in december of 2019 19 and i haven't had a panic attack ever since Praise God! ever wow. since that day That's so powerful. i tell I give this testimony at my celebrate recovery because I tell them it doesn't matter what you've done. Yeah, People have done worse things or as, as bad things as you have. You're not the only one. Don't care what others think about you because get in the word and see what God says about you. That's what matters. Who does God says you are not the world, not who you think you are, not who the world says you are who does your creator says that you are yeah. and, and that's what matters. And I, I was delivered and I tell pastor Mark, there's an Ebenezer outside of your office. Yeah. Because God met me there that day. That's awesome. Wow. Powerful. Very powerful. <laughs> and,
0: uh, Pastor Jonathan, you have anything to, uh, thank you for sharing that with us. Um, um, You know, we were talking about how people get over shame. And I think we underestimate the the power of sharing a testimony, especially in an environment like that, because it helps people understand that they're not alone. And if you got out, they can get out, too. And ultimately, that's that's the the position that Jesus plays as well. You know, the the writer of Hebrews says that Jesus understands our suffering because he was tempted in all ways uh, as, as we were. Um, yet without sin, but he understands. Yeah. Um, so it's not like you're confessing something to somebody who's never been through it. You know, if the leaders of Celebrate Recovery never had a problem, it would be it would hit a little differently. Yeah. So um, it's amazing uh, that the power of testimony help, can very much so help break uh, the power of shame off of people's lives. Yes. So and even you sharing that a testimony with us and the listeners, I think is going to have a deeper impact than you probably even know. So thank you so much for sharing that.
1: Thank you for inviting me. Thank you for the opportunity to share.
0: Yeah.
2: Um,
1: I appreciate you guys and everything that you guys do.
2: Back at you sister. And I think we're <laughs> at a good spot to share our wisdom of the day. And again, that's just that one takeaway that we can take from this discussion to carry, to nurture and to see it to grow into fruit in our lives. So I'll start off. and. Thank you so much, because I have the same testimony. It, it didn't fall off me until I confessed it to another person. And I heard a certain minister say that we all in life has a, have this invisible suitcase that we pull around of things that shame's put in. And the success, ultimately, of our life is how well we can keep that empty. And uh, God told me once when I was just dealing with being open about it and like, why I got this in my passion. He told me this, that a real gospel needs a real person to go through. Mm -hmm. And, uh, we can be full of so many things. And ultimately if it's that old self, uh, there's no one so empty as the person that's full of himself. (laughs) Um, I've experienced that. So praise God. It's not about, and I felt so long, God, you've forgiven me. And he said, yes, I've forgiven you, but you need the healing. Those that confess their trespasses to another person will be healed. And what good is it to remove a big splinter from my finger if that wound never heals? And uh, hurt people hurt people, and healthy people heal people. And I see the health coming out of you guys and how you're healing people through the power of Jesus. Thank you so much. Thank you. (laughs) <laughs> That's great. That it just, means a lot because it's the nice yeah. same testimony, and we need we need rooms, we need places where people can open up, be themselves, and get past these things. Because God has called them to so much, and it gets me going. All right, I'm yeah. done.
0: Ditto. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, everything that you shared—it's just every word that both of you spoke. I can just I can clearly tell that it's it's not just you saying something; it's something that you're living. And I really liked how you made the comparison of people who go to AA and then come to Celebrate Recovery, and there's such a difference, because like you said at the very beginning, Jesus is the answer, and Jesus is who you need. And you can go through all the steps, but if it's not accompanied or empowered by the presence of Jesus, you're just following a program, and not to say that it doesn't work but uh, I think there's probably some statistics out there that, that talk about relapse and something like that. Uh, but Jesus is really the only one who has the power um, to uh, break those things off for good. Um, so I just... That's not necessarily wisdom of the day. That's just me speaking it's good. about what was impacting me from what you guys said. So I'm just very honored to be even sitting at this table with you two um, because it's it's two people who are clearly living what they believe.
2: I believe what Pastor Jonathan's saying is the wisdom of the day is you and what you brought. No, seriously, yeah, to this conversation, yeah. your life has become the wisdom. And that's really a goal all of us want to live, not a puffing up of knowledge, but application of what I'm living with my Lord. And yeah, so thank you for that.
0: Absolutely. So is there anything you might want want to share or, or say again to to the listeners? Say, hey, this is what I want you to get.
3: We're not all perfect. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Like, I'm work in progress. You get what I'm saying? Like, Mm -hmm. my I was always comfortable being quiet, being in the back row. And, um, you know, I've been asked to speak more and more, like, whether it's in CR, meetings, so on and so forth, and now here, you guys don't know, like, this is a lot for me right now and um, <laughs> I'm sorry if I stutter or whatever it may be, but um, you know, I just feel the Lord breaking me out of my comfort zone Yeah, and um, I have people coming up to me, like random people I pray for at times and they tell me, you're going to be speaking in nations. I'm like, I don't know about all that, <laughs> you know, like you, apparently you don't really know me that well, <laughs> but, um, but I, I, I believe it now because so far it's been five or six people that tell me the same thing and it's been put in my heart, you know? And, um, I just like to encourage people to surrender all to the Lord. Um, yeah. Yeah. And just, just give it all to him and you'll feel that weight come off of you and you'll live just a happy life because whenever we try to take on everything ourselves and just trying to have control of each and every aspect of our Mm life, it's, it, it's hard, you know, and it wasn't till we surrendered everything, handed it all over to the Lord, that life is good. Yeah, He's you know, God. Life Amen. is so good, you know. Amen. And I'm thankful for you guys. I'm thankful for NCC. Um, I love my family here. Um, we don't have any family, like blood family, out here, but we got you guys, and I'm so yeah. very grateful to be part of this church. Yeah.
0: Love, love you, brother. Yeah. Love you too. Yeah, I love that love that you re- reiterated surrender all to the Lord as I think mm-hmm. that there are people who come to church for years and they're not experiencing the fullness and they they have questions they get upset and it's the first step but the hardest step. Yes. Right. Surrender all to the Lord because that's what it really means if Jesus is your Lord yeah. then you're completely surrendered to him. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times that's that's a that's a process. I'm not completely there. I'm on my way. But it's awesome to see people who are living that. Again, I, I keep repeating myself, but thank you. Thank you. You are thank the you, thank wisdom. You, yeah, you are the wisdom. <laughs> uh, sister,
2: awesome. what do you got to share?
1: <clears throat> so to anybody that will listen to this, um, I just want to tell you that you are so loved. Amen. And Jesus is right there right next to you waiting for you to just turn to him and say okay lord take the wheel take the wheel because we think that we have everything figured out sometimes or we try to control the view of the world um how the the world views us but you don't know how much What purpose has been placed on your life? And you don't know what power comes with that surrender that Junior was talking about. Um, That thing that you're going through will be used for good. You don't know how God could use what you're going through for somebody else, for good, for, for your good, for your family's yeah. good and for somebody else's good. Um, so just do not be afraid to, to just talk to somebody. Do not yeah. be afraid to surrender your life over to God because the, the thing is that we, we don't, we're, we're scared when we don't know, you know, that mm-hmm. the, of the things oh, so that certainly. we don't know, mm-hmm. But whose hands better to be in than the creator's? And he knows what he does. His will is perfect. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. So just know that he's going to work everything for your good.
2: Praise God. That's awesome. The presence of God is even in this room right now as we're sharing. And it's it's tangible. Well, I think we're at a great spot. Would either one of you mind praying us out of this podcast?
1: Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for the opportunity to come together, Lord. Every time that your children come together, you say that we're two or more are gathered in your name. There you are in the midst of them. Thank you for everything that you are doing through each one of your children. Thank you for what you're doing through Jonathan, through John P., through my husband, through me, Lord. We are only vessels, Father God. We thank you, Jesus, for everything every life that will be reached through this podcast. We thank you for your hand being upon this church. We thank you for everything that you do each and every day for us. We thank you for everything that you have done in the past for us. We thank you because you bless us and you love us. And you're always thinking good thoughts towards us, Father God. You, We thank you because you have good plans for our lives, for a future and a hope and not to harm us, Father God. We thank you, Lord. We thank you. We praise you. We magnify you. We exalt you in the name of Jesus Christ.
2: Amen. 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 Uh, Thank you, family. You're my family. And I know you don't have blood family, but you got spirit family here. You're my uh, hermano in Cristo and mi hermana in Cristo. (laughs) Uh, So I appreciate you guys. And uh, thank you so much. And again, listeners, we'll be back next week with the Sewing and Growing podcast with J&J. Thank you for sharing. Give this. Sow this into someone else's life. Share this episode because we all need to hear it. We love you. And... Yeah, be with us next time.